Hello and welcome back to the We Are Z podcast. As always, I'm Paul Lohman. And I'm Jimmy Sheep. Today, we are going to dive into one of the most diverse and fastest growing industries in the market, an industry that is continuing to grow despite the COVID pandemic. And that industry sits at over $70 billion. So today, let's talk about sneakers. Today, our special guest is Kiev Grand, the owner of the sneaker store Diverge.shop, an expert in the sneaker culture and an avid collector. Kiev, how are you today? I'm doing well today. You know, um, my life yesterday has uh, like changed for like the better. Definitely, I just gained like uh, like I tripled my follower count yesterday. Thankful to the shout out from Shannon Ford. Um, it's awesome. Like I'm, I'm so behind in DMs and stuff, and I love it. And it's like everything I've ever wished for right now. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, it, just as to a side note, yesterday I was uh, on my way back from your apartment, and uh, I was on the way and checking your Instagram, and um, I suddenly realized there was like a 400 follower jump from the morning that I checked, and I'm like, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> so, so then I refreshed. Like a little refresh within like five seconds, and you got four more followers. And I was like, you know what, Paul, we got to figure out something like that. Whatever, whatever <laughs> Kiev is doing is he's he's doing it right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um. So I was able to. I had the the pleasure of selling um Shannon Ford, um, it's an influencer here in Nashville. Uh, I sold her a couple pair of shoes, and um, she shouted me out yesterday, and it was like it's been like the best thing that's ever happened for my business. Super. Oh yeah. For appreciatory, sure. and want to thank her for that, of course. Yeah, I'm sure that's a definite way to grow business. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, like, st going along with kind of the sneaker business, like, how did you get involved? Like, where did you kind of start to kind of? Because your your business is fairly new, from what I've seen. Like, you, um, your first Instagram post was a couple months ago, back in March. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes, actually, that's like when I really took it, started taking it serious. I guess. Um. So originally, I guess the whole sneaker. Thing I've always been into like my mom tells me stories of like us waiting in line when I was in a stroller to get shoes you know like my first my first release I went to I, I don't even remember it I was in a stroller and I got the uh, cool gray 12 or cool gray 11 excuse me um, out in Santa Monica California but <clears throat> as for like the reselling I uh, came back from deployment uh, in 2018 and I moved to Atlanta and I had the luxury to work at a business that Uh, resold sneakers and I enjoyed it so much so I like just got to thinking one day and I was like what makes it to why I well like what makes it where I can't do this and have a business and have employees rather than be the employee so <clears throat> I kept working and I you know I consulted with my parents and see what they were thinking you know they weren't all the way on board yet so you know I had to show them that it works that it's a real thing and you know there's I showed multiple uh, articles where, like, the sneaker com or the sneaker uh, community, for lack of a better word, is going to triple in what it is worth now. I think it's going to be worth like five billion dollars in twenty twenty five, if I'm not mistaken. And so I like did all my research and showing them that people actually do this. This actually works. And still skeptical, you know. They they helped me out, helped me get started. And now it's like moving way faster than I ever could like expect. And I love every bit of it. 
And so I, I started in the midst of this COVID. And so people are like, oh, did that not hurt your business? But they, what the people don't understand is this is all I know. I only know this COVID, like, for business, you know? So, but I, I do enjoy it. And I, the, I don't think that the coronavirus has uh, affected my business negatively at all. So. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have so many questions just from, you know, the short little one minute, um, your experience with sneakers. And I, the first thing that came out of my mind was um, this morning, actually, I was just talking to my mom that I was about to, uh, you know, talk to a really interesting, uh, have a podcast on sneakers. And um, uh, just a background that I'm actually from China and okay. um, my parents are still in China at the time. So they were like, like shoes? And I was like, yes, shoes. Like, you know, like I, I can totally see where you said how, you know, your parents weren't very on board right. you know, for the sneaker business. Because really, I think this is a very, very, very modern thing. And from what I've learned, I mean, this the modern sneaker culture started with Air Jordan, right? Is that correct, right? Correct. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just interesting to see how it kind of has evolved over time. Because um, I was watching like this. So do you, are you familiar with like the, the YouTube series where it's like sneaker shopping and they have, oh, like yeah, they have celebrities, celebrities and things. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. That's owned by like complex. Yes. So, um, they had Eminem on for one of their episodes and he was saying like sneakers make 90% of the outfit. And I think that's so true for a lot of, um, people nowadays is like, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. It's like, if you have cool shoes, then you're just you're 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 taking to a different level almost and i and i and, totally agree i totally agree with what you're saying yeah i think it's just a really interesting quote from him and when you were talking about a little bit um how you've kind of adjusted to this covid thing um i'm just kind of curious about how this market works like um so i know that we've there are companies like stockx and goat.com mm -hmm. that like have different prices that change literally like its own stock market correct like the prices of shoes go up and down so can you kind of explain how this market works and what causes these shifts in prices um so like availability is a huge thing like say you know if uh, adidas doesn't put out that many numbers of the shoe well there's obviously going to be way more people wanting it than that can then can get it so you know that could cause a huge spike or also as funny as this is, like uh, celebrity influence is a huge thing too. Like, if it let's say it's not a shoe that's that came out for you know Kanye or anyone like that, but like say someone's favorite celebrity is wearing it, or for for instance, like I kind of credit the the Vans old school, which is just not a hype sneaker at all. But ASAP uh -huh. Rocky really <laughs> made that like that sneaker a real staple for today like a lot of people wear the vans old school now and i and it had to have started with asap rocky you know in 2000 i want to say like 14 so like celebrity influence does have a lot to do with things as well like the price jumps and things like that but most of the time it's it's the numbers versus the people that want it like they most of the sneakers that have a lot of numbers like a lot of pairs were produced then the prices are probably going to be lower if they're, you know, because they're easier to get. Yeah, that's what I've heard, which I, which I thought is interesting is how, um, you know, for myself, I, I, I myself is not a collector. Right. So I really had a hard time, um, you know, envisioning how people are willing to pay, you know, oftentimes over a thousand dollars and sometimes, you know, two thousand dollars for a pair of shoes that 
um, essentially have the same material as the normal retail models, but True. maybe just a, you know a few twitches here and there, color-wise or um, you know styles. Right. And like you talked about, how you know a lot of the collabs, for example, that I thought was interesting is how you know that would double or even triple the you know retail price of um, sneakers. Yeah, and you make actually make a good point there. Um, colorways is huge, very very huge, like. If something, if, if a Jordan comes out and it's, you know, Bulls colorway, it's definitely going to resell for more than something that's pink, for instance, you know? Right, right, right. So you make you make a, a great point there as well for, for colorways. And collabs, you can pretty much consider those sold out almost 100% of the time. And then, like, it's just interesting because you were talking about uh, when you grew up, uh, like, you were already heavily involved with sneakers, but, like, as the decades have gone by, like, how have you seen the industry change or like the style of shoes change over the decades? Is there anything that's like more popular now than it used to be or something um, new that has emerged? Yeah, actually, I would think so. So I know for like Nike prior to this, like Nike does collabs, you know, they've been doing collabs forever. But the customization that they're allowing on like classic silhouettes right now is like beyond me. It's the craziest thing to me because for instance, you take like Virgil and the off white, you know, when he took the Jordan one and he, it's like unfinished looking and it, it, I get that. But then like the following year, they let Travis Scott turn the whole Nike sign backward like that. That's huge to me. Uh, you know, it's different whenever you just collab and you take a, a, a classic silhouette and put your own colors on it but these people are like taking like the the like insignias and switching them around oversizing them you know putting it backward you know it's it's it's, it's insane yeah that, that's definitely something that i saw is how um i mean I, i'm not deep in the uh, a sneaker business or culture at all but what i have seen is how right now the popular uh, sneakers are like way more uh, I don't know if exotic is the right word, but definitely very exaggerated. Yes. Or do you see that? Like how, you know, color-wise is much, much more flashy and design-wise is very, you know, eye-popping, If you know. Yeah, for example, like, um, so for, um, as a gift, I got some uh, Yeezy Zebras, the V2. Yes. And they're, they're a really interesting shoe. I like the design and all of that, but like, when the initial purchase price I got for them was like, I think around $320, dollars mm -hmm. But now it's like matured to like the 400 range as yeah, of today. Yeah. And it's just interesting to watch that progression, especially for a shoe like that, like something that was very easy for you to buy on like stock X, but mm -hmm. now over time, it's literally an investment. Yeah. And, and, and that's what it is for like a lot of times, like if I couldn't get my hands on something the day of, release well i'll just get on stock x and get it right then because i know if i get a money size it's only going to go up it never does go down you know because it's, most of these shoes aren't re-releasing you know so sometimes you, you you'll spend more there but um it's like almost worth it if you have the capital to sit on it for a while it's really cool to see how an investment over time like that can mature especially for something like sneakers like so what do you think the difference is between sneakers and what makes it unique compared to shirts or hoodies or something else of that type or like a watch or necklaces and stuff like that? Like why sneakers? Why is that the the central item to have right now? Um, I think it just because like there's so 
it's like so much you can do with this sneaker. Like I feel like with with this, like if I get a shirt, there's only you know it's like limited in that and like it's limited to what I can do with this shirt. But like I can dress this sneaker up, dress it down, you know, put on ten different shirts with this sneaker if I want to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, totally. So I think that's what makes that, and then it, like sneakers just classic. Like you know, coming back, like you think you know Jordan. He broke the rules with his sneakers, you know. So it's yeah, just yeah. like it's just like classic and nostalgic. So I think that's why the sneaker is the thing right now. Another thing that I um kind of saw is how a sneaker usually tells a story. So I think that's what adds value to sneakers. Like you know, it's like paintings. Like you know, I might see an abstract painting of a just total blank um you know piece of art and i wouldn't think of anything but once i know the story behind it i mean you can sell it for 200 million dollars so you know like that's a true story so maybe not 200 million but you know well like, maybe a painting but i don't know <laughs> yeah but like you know when it comes to shoes do you have some you know stories that you can tell about you know things you know when it comes to a sneaker connecting with a um specific you know incident yeah and so this is what the thing about the sneaker community that I that I enjoy so much is like if you talk to anyone, they can be like any age, any race, anything, and they will have this story about a shoe they couldn't get, but when they got the money, they got it, you know? And and, and so it like it connects like generation to generation to generation. Like you can talk to I can talk to, you know, people double my, you know, fifty, sixty years old who you know, probably remember the first Jordan coming out and sometimes even still have it. So like we can bond over that because it, it just, it doesn't show any kind of uh, discrimination. That's what I like about the sneaker community. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Do you um, just kind of make a connection here? Do you know the movie uh, I Robot starring Will Smith? I do know it. I have not seen it though. Yeah, so basically, um, for our audience and for you who like aren't really familiar with it, the movie is like set in 2035, where technology is like evolved and so as um, the style of everything. So it's very futuristic and stuff like that. It's not a lot. It's not very creative as it is today. And the movie itself is more about like you know the sentient robots that are trying to take over. But the scene I always remember about the movie is the opening scene where Will Smith opens a package he bought that contained a pair of Converse shoes from 2004. Wow. And he thought that was just a really cool pair of shoes. And um, he wore them through the opening scenes of the movie. And I just thought that was a really interesting scene, like something like that, that um, like he was wearing those shoes like he had bought a car from the 80s, like how that would be compared from today. And do you think like shoes over time are going to become such valuable items in the future? Like cars like a Ferrari or Camaro that are worth like thousands of dollars today. Do you think that same process is going to happen in the future? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I really do think that because you've got some shoes, um, like you've got, collabs that were done in very limited numbers like i don't know if you guys are familiar but there's like a jordan 4 where they collaborated with eminem and that sneaker right now i want to say it's like 25 or thirty thousand dollars. wow so (laughs) that's crazy you probably could have you probably could have gotten it you know eight years ago still would have been hard to get but it might have been you know eight thousand dollars rather than the 25 or 28 it is now yeah i I think it's just really interesting 
when you think about how much of an influence sneakers have and how it's such a growing industry. Like, for example, you were saying how, like, your Instagram has grown not only from that shout out, but also, like, even today, were, uh, were, you, were you out, like, um, giving products that you had just previously sold? Uh, yes, I was, actually. I'm, like, um, had a couple, like, local people to, you know, drop products off. I even have someone coming here soon, you know, it's, like, it, right now, it's, like, running very, very fast. And it's, like, I'm trying not to miss anything. And it's, like, last night I couldn't even sleep because I was so excited. And it's it's just awesome, man. Yeah, I totally get that feeling. Is it something that was, like, really easy for you to transition and get into? Or did it take, like, a lot of learning beforehand? Or was this something that, like, oh, you just watch the market and you see what shoes are really becoming popular and less available and you kind of watch out for that and kind of predict it a little bit? Does it take that beforehand knowledge? Yeah, like like just knowing your um, audience is the big key here, I think. And just like, you know, if something's coming out in the future, know if you're the people in your area or your customers or your clientele will want this this specific item. So, and if, and if it is something they want, just make sure that you have means to get it is the big thing. Yeah, totally. So... One thing that I want to ask you about that I um, kind of experienced is, so I actually never, I I was enrolled in a middle school in China uh, mm-hmm. all the way up until eighth grade, right? Right. So even then, the most that I heard was about like Air Jordan and Kobe and, you know, all their uh, shoes and, you know, with, with mainly basketball shoes. And But when I then came to America, I feel like it's a lot of times less than just basketball shoes, more just you know, normal sneakers as well. So why do you think out of all you know, types of shoes, it's basketball shoes that are so prominent right now on the market? Do you think there's a, there's a reason behind it? Um, yeah, I'm think the, the things I meant that, that like brings up in my head is just like the fact that, you know, when, when, when Jordan first wore his shoes, you know, he's getting fined every game for the shoes he's wearing because they're they're not following the um the rules. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. But at the same time, Nike's paying the fines that he's getting as he's getting them. So, I think that right there was just like, you know, it opened a a, a door. Now people as of like, I want to say 2 years ago, now you don't even have to wear your team color shoes. You can wear any color shoes you want to. Because oh, for right, a while right, there, the right, NBA, right, right. yeah, they had the rule where you had to wear, like, it has to be your team colors for the most part. And now you can wear, like, I mean, you can wear pink sneakers and be a purple team, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's crazy how much um, other industries are influenced by the sneaker community. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, didn't, like, Michael Jordan had a $32 million shoe de- deal? Was, was that the amount? I believe that was, I believe that's correct. Yeah, I mean, so it's literally, I'm going to design a shoe for you. And, you know, that really tells you of how big this market is. But the other question I had is, I've always thought the sneaker market is very saturated. Because, I mean, literally, we have friends in our grade that, you know, um, deals with shoes. But, you know, from what I've seen yesterday and, you know, how vibrant this community is, it makes me believe that even though there are a lot of people in this market right now, the potential is far beyond what the um what the market is given out right now do you see that i agree so and i think the same thing a lot of times like 
I always try to think of ways to make myself different because I know that the resale community is huge and I just don't want to be like every other reseller. You know what I'm saying? So what I tend to try to do is just like think of ways to separate myself and do like, I know, like I know I try to always be under, which I'm not always, I can't say I always am, but I try to be under StockX and GOAT prices and things like that just because I don't even want that comparison, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I do think there's a lot of room for uh, growth in the sneaker resale community. I think it will continue to grow, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to ride it out until you know until it stops growing. Yeah. So, just one last question for for me from my personal perspective. Do you know someone named OG Ma? OG Ma. So OG Ma, um, she has a YouTube account. She's actually she came from China. Uh, uh, probably in the 1970s, I'm pretty sure. And how um, it's just interesting to hear her story uh, as uh, she calls herself a street plug. And, you know, she sells them to uh, Jews, to uh, acts, I think, and, you know, a few other rappers. And, right. And, and she owns, like, a tiny little store in uh, Oh, I do know who you're talking about. And she has yeah, all the, the Supreme Town, right? stuff. Yeah, she has all Exactly, the Supreme, Supreme, right. Wow, right. she's, like, an older, um, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, and, and she, I mean, she barely speaks English. So it's just amazing to see how, you know, the culture of sneakers just translates without, you know, the needs to language. Like, language is not part of the sneaker it's culture. It's not a barrier. It, it's not all. a barrier at all. It, exactly. It's just amazing to see that. And it really is. And, and that's what I like so much about it. Like I said earlier, it's just, there's just no, you know, there's no stopping. Like people can bond all, everyone can bond over this, these sneakers. And yeah, they may, like you said, they may not even know the same language, you know, it's, it's right. really incredible. And I think our, our final question is, um, so when we were doing research for this episode, we saw in your bio that um, you have a shop coming soon or a shop that you want to have come soon. Um, uh, yes. So what are your plans for that? Um, so I know that there's a couple, uh, local shops, kind of local, I'll say local as in stretching to Murfreesboro as well. Um, mm. but like, I feel like none of the shops are actually like downtown in the city and the city. It's always like outskirts or, you know, kind of far yeah. out. Well, like, that's a good point. Yeah. So I yeah. want to open like something actually downtown, you know, the Gulch area, something like that. Um, so yeah. prior, prior to the, uh, the pandemic we're having, um, I was doing a lot of looking around at different places and hadn't found any yet. But now with this whole thing going down, I think that like people's prices and expectations may have dropped. So I'm going to go back very aggressively um, oh, hearing that, about the next the month. Gold, yes. Yeah, you're in a golden opportunity to find real estate downtown Nashville <laughs> right now. I totally Yeah, agree. that could be like the best investment ever. I'm exactly. so excited to come and visit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, we're definitely going to come. Oh, please do. Over. Please do. Yeah. And then um, before, we, uh, before we go, do you want to just give a quick shout out to your uh, Instagram and uh, basically your little your company that you have going on? Uh, yeah, I'm um, Diverge Shop, guys. Um, Instagram is at diverge.shop. Website, diverge.shop. I'm the owner, Kiev Graham, and uh, I want to thank these guys on the podcast, too, for having me on. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you. This yeah, has been awesome. That's, we had so much fun learning about this. Yeah, this is something we're very um, new to, and we've seen um, members of our community get super involved, and we've, we just started following a few shoe accounts, and 
we're just really interested. Like last night we were looking at like, this is such an interesting industry. Like how are people like, we're so interested in the influence, the culture and um, just how shoes have this wide range of audiences that they cover. Right. I don't know. It was just really interesting to have you on. So uh, I'm glad we had the opportunity to take a bit of your time and get your thoughts and opinions on it. Oh, yeah. And well, I thank you guys for having me on, man. This is cool. This is really cool. This is like my first, I guess you could say, interview type deal. So this is really awesome to me. Uh, and I'm, It's like, you know, it's very, very cool to me. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I can't wait to really come and visit your store. I'm very, <laughs> very, very excited. And again, if you want to check out Kiev's store, you can look it up on Instagram at diverge.shop or on his website at also diverge.shop. Yeah, one thing that I think um, really struck me today was how um, the connection between sneakers and the stories behind it. Because really, you know, a lot of times you get a pair of shoes, um, you know, that's how it differentiates those sneakers from just normal athletic shoes is how um, when you bought it, it comes with a memory that's inherent within that pair of shoes. And it really takes on a different design aspect. I mean, the people who put in the designs and the way it gets promoted, it's all centralized around the idea that that shoe creates. But it's more of story-based. It's a collectible. It's an item that people are going to have and recognize as valuable because of the effort and work that was put into it. Yeah, and especially like, you know, uh, the Kobe basketball shoes, for example, Nike ones that um, some of them would have his seasonal stats on the insole or on the bottom of the shoes. And, you know, just things like that, that, you know, makes the pair of athletic shoes more than what, you know, it, it functions. I think um, that's what's cool about the sneaker culture. It's those small deal details that right. really make the difference. Yeah. I think there's two main reasons it's really appealing to our generation. Number one is like the clout of owning an item as cool as that. And the other reason is um, a lot of the shoes, like we talked about earlier, are in collaboration with different uh, athletes or sports teams. And especially now in a generation that is so focused on like promoting one athlete or cheering on a certain athlete and cheering on your team. I think for those shoes, it's a way to like almost promote that team and support your team. And really show that your commitment to the players. Yeah, and similarly, you know, there are a lot of sneakers that are in collab with artists and, mm-hmm. you know, like pop artists or rap artists. And, um, you know, a shoe, uh, a pair of um, sneakers that I was looking at was in collaboration with the neighborhood band. So, you know, things that adds a layer of interesting factor into just a bland, you know, cool design shoe. And there's shoes. even ones that were like, um, I remember for breast cancer awareness, oh, right, uh, right, like right. the pink shoes yeah, that a right, lot right. of players wore to promote uh, breast cancer awareness and stuff like that. Just shoes in this sense have been used in ways, not just for wearing, but more of like to make a statement. To express, right. Yeah. right. It's more of not even just a fashion statement. It's just a statement in general. And it's something that's definitely going to change over time. And I'm excited to see what it brings. Again, thanks for listening to the WeRZ podcast. You can find us on Instagram at WRZPOD. And if you want to talk to us, you can always find us at connect at WRZPod.com. Thank you again for listening. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes, please be sure to check out our website or DM us on our social media accounts. We'll see you soon.